Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Dirt Weekly, episode 15 here on whatever day in September it is. I think it's September 14th, a uh, big day. It's Mac Be- Max Beater's birthday today. Happy birthday, Max. He is now 15. And uh, my good buddy Ray Lavodny turned 64. I know he watches these all the time, so happy birthday, Ray. The Dirt Weekly turned 15 in 2022, our 15th episode. Max's 15th birthday. Wow. It all, it's just like the stars aligning. Craig Heipel to my left, Brandon Beater, finally back to do some work and mine it on my right. Finally back? Well, we lost the band for Motor Magic, and that's never good. We lost everybody. It was just like Brandon bailed, Holberg bailed, Grover bailed. <laughs> you guys didn't bail? You were there? Jenny well, was you're there? Lucky, you're lucky we didn't bail. And, and it was spectacular, Motor Magic. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a little bit here. Uh, first off, I wanted to talk a little bit about the wingless uh, renegade uh, sprint car show that was in Devil's Lake that uh, you went on down. Yeah, to I went over there for announced. both nights. Fun weekend. Um, obviously, tough on me if you can uh, understand with the Nodak Speedway going, but my obligation to Darn TV and Devil's Lake took precedence. Uh, neat format. Uh, Marcus or Marcus Miles did a good job of organizing. He didn't even get to race. He was the one organizing it. So Miles, next time you need to be in a car, and I know that's me. I I don't. I'm not in a car when I run Nodak, so it's hard for Miles to be in a car. But I think I can help you out organizing that sometime, and and you can handle being in a car because I think you need to race that deal. But uh, you're going to be looking for something to do anyway. Not, nah, not necessarily, but maybe. <clears throat> um, you got some hours to fill. No, I'm going to fill them with working on a race car and Max. But uh, it's a fun weekend. A couple of different features. They had the Minnesota gang kind of dominated the weekend. Adam Sobolik was uh, our representative from the Western Renegades, and I think the Minnesota gang is the Northern Renegades. Uh, North, Northern Renegades, they have more years in the class. They've been together longer, you know, more experience type thing, and they kind of dominated. I think our highest finisher was fifth, and it's one of the Palms. I don't know if it was Corey or Brandon. Um, I want to say Brandon Palm because Corey, I remember sitting in the infield with a broken car. So that was our highest finish. Sobolik was as high as, I think, second, and then he had car issues as well, and he ended up pulling in, so. Well, that's no, unusual. Usually. It was a fun weekend. Um, so you can definitely tell the the experience level of the organization that has been going longer than. The oh, world. absolutely! You could see there was there was a handful. You know, you you kind of put drivers into levels, and I think you guys would agree when you watch the Western Renegades that Adam Sobolik is kind of on his own level, and then you have a few drivers in that second tier per se. They had, I think I considered four to five of them that were all on Adam Sobolik's level. Hmm. Well, it, I think it was this successful. What was this, the second season now for second, Renegades here? Well, I think was COVID year the first year? So this would have been the third year of the Western Renegades, yeah. I want to say. A big improvement. It's, it's came a long ways in three years already, I think, and it's a fantastic thing with uh, – um, you know, the lack of the regular sprint cars in the area. It's nice to know that these guys are putting these things together and putting on a show. Oh, Craig's getting called into work. Well, that Max must have knocked. Me this time. Oh, yeah. 
was going to say Max knocks down the shelf on his birthday at, at the workplace, and then Craig has to go fix it. You know, I didn't even know that Max was working tonight, and I was in the bellows of the store, and all of a sudden I hear over the intercom, in full bloom, happy birthday song going out to Max. I mean, in the short time he's been there, the guy's just got charm. He does. <laughs> How many girlfriends does he have already from Well, working, that's the thing. It was the the gal at the front end singing to him. You know, oh, and, oh, man. No. Oh, man. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, Miles has to be in a car for all the hard work that he's done and getting that thing going. This is their biggest event, and then he's sitting on the side just doing paperwork. That's not right. Well, you know, and I understand. He wanted the first year to go well, and maybe him and I will have some discussions, and I can help him out to where he can be in a car. Yeah. And what was the total sprint count? 34 wingless or non-wing sprint cars. That's so, amazing. <clears throat> yeah, it was kind of neat. They ran two A mains. If They split the cars up into two groups, and Group A had an A main, and Group B had an A main, and then they took passing points to set up the next night. And It was a lot. If you're a sprint car fan or a non-wing sprint car fan, there was a lot of racing for you. Yeah, that was awesome. Wish I could have came and seen a little bit of that. But, but we had motor magic. Here in Minot. So uh, Brendan Grover worked the uh, first night with me on the mic because Nick Holberg had to be gone for the whole weekend. To and, uh, and I brushed it off, and I did some victory lane. You were doing some victory lane. Yeah. And then on uh, Saturday and Sunday, it was Craig and I up in the booth, and um, you had to run down and do the interviews then both those nights. So it worked out pretty good, and, and uh, we got everything covered. And, and like Craig said, wow, what a great uh, – what a great, great nights of racing, man. We had some great racing out there. It was just fantastic. The border opened up. All our Canadian friends came down. I think the only one that maybe I'm not, didn't see was Aaron and Tyson, but they, they were, were, they were in Boone. Boone. Yeah. I, we couldn't use the B word yeah. at uh, the Nodak show, but now we can say it. Yeah, yeah you can say it. Boone. But in all classes, you know, there was Canadian representation, and it just really created it was a perfect storm, you know. Bismarck well represented, Williston well represented, uh, Canada. I mean, it weather was, was nice and cool. Temperatures by the time when the sun went down were around seventies. So I mean, it was just a fantastic hot uh, during the day, but perfect in the evening. Yeah. That's why it was in Devil's Lake too. It was hot during the day when you're over there in the sun and you're setting up. And and I was actually at Nodak during the day. I came home on Saturday night and we did the the annual cornhole tournament. Um, the morning, hand, yeah. the hand shoes won that. Well, of course they play every night. Yeah, yeah, they're at the Moose every night playing all the time. I mean, I would never even think about playing <coughs> in that game. Man, they could do it with their eyes closed. But that's a fun deal. I mean, that cornhole tournament—it's kind of losing some steam. I don't know how to get people to participate. the The thing that is lacking completely is participation, and you know, like myself. Do we promote the cornhole tournament enough? Yes, no. We kind of do it for the drivers. We mention it at the drivers' meeting. We talk about it. I put it out there on Facebook. I did a Facebook Live talking about it, and you only get 14 teams. When three years ago when we started it, we had 36 teams. Yeah. Remember that first year that yeah, you were oh, in it yeah. with us? Yeah. So we've almost split in half in three years. What's the reasoning? I, I don't know. I think everybody just kind of has that attitude. Well, there'll be other teams. Oh, there'll be other teams. Or, you know, and it's unfortunate because that deal there, we ended up doing kind of more of a best out of three format for that. So 
to kind of extend it out a little bit because with 14 teams. But Yeah, I, I, I guess from my outlook is, is I don't like to get to the track that early, uh, be there at noon, and then you get done playing cornhole at whatever two or so, and then maybe sneak away for an hour or two and then have to be back where I can – stay home and relax and just come to the track. Well, in your defense, Saturday when I was announcing with Larry, what a grindhouse that is. We got there at 4 o'clock and 11 o'clock, you shut her down and you're amped and you're talking and you're screaming. Of course, Larry goes into a few rage moments throughout the night too, so that's draining. (laughs) It's totally exhausting. (laughs) Complaining is totally exhausting. Okay, help me out with the champions here now. Let's see if we can uh, remember the uh, the champions. I'm sure you're going to have to remember all of them. Uh, in the modifieds, the point champion for the weekend, I think Pfeiffer was second. Sean Strand. Sean Strand won the uh, overall points. In complete, dramatic fashion. See, I'm glad he remembers that because yeah. I don't. So I'm down front, and I'm in the cage because, you know, you got to be down there so you're not going back up and down. So I'm not really seeing any of the race. And so Biella almost was leading bell to bell. And I'm looking at the reader board, 99, 99. And I'm putting in my mind what, what I'm going to talk about with Biella. And then the checkers drop. And here comes Sean. <laughs> and where I'm standing, I can't see anything as to what happened. And apparently, I believe Biella lost a tire. It was a brouhaha. The A-main, oh, the final yeah. night. Yeah, Walla got up to fourth and then dropped out. Mechanical problems. Um, didn't uh, Travis didn't drop out, but I heard he burned off his right rear. The track was rubber, so yeah. it was a tire management situation. If you managed your tires, you know you were there at the end. And Sean Strand, from what I saw, I went back and watched it, managed his tires probably the best out of anybody in the top four ish. And he had a tire left at the end. Uh, it sounds like Biella, I think he burned up a tire as well. I, <clears throat> I think his tire, I, I don't know. I shouldn't say. I thought I thought his tire actually came apart, but I'm not 100% sure. And then Ed Turnbull had it on its side on the yep. front stretch. Yeah. So, and Larry mentioned this during our, our call. He said, you know, talking about tire management, I don't know how anybody is managing tires. It seems like it was just, you better hammer it down. You better whip it. How do you save tire? Just by your entry and exit yeah, from the corner. Keeping the car as straight as possible, not sliding the rear tires through the corner. If you're going in the corner, you can still run fast by keeping the car straight. Um, you just don't want to slide across the rubber because it's just going to chew them tires up. Heat them up, and then they'll just chew Well, off. that would explain the big show because he throws it in harder than anybody. Yeah. Yeah, he, he well, he had to try to work to come from where he I, – I can't remember what starting position he had, but – he had to work a little bit to get up there. Uh, in the uh, sport mods, Eric Ladenschlager was the point leader going into the last night, but then he uh, did not participate in the last night, so that took him out of it. Went to the lake. Yep, that left Chad Stretchen and uh, a couple other cars with a chance to actually win that. Uh, I mean, it was within four points or five points as they were slicing and dicing on the track. That was pretty exciting to watch that. Saturday night's race. I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of who won the uh, the Sport Mod overall championship. Well, Craig Saturday, Saturday night's out. race. You are supposed to help me out, Craig. Uh, Lonschlager was leading the he race. He doesn't know. That's why I went to a different topic. <laughs> well, this, this was t- tremendous. Should Dar- I look it up on my phone? <laughs> Darren, I don't even know. Darren so. Medler and him are doing... 
Well, Darren was throwing some sliders at Ladenschlager. And Ladenschlager would hold him off. And Darren would throw one in a little bit deeper. And it was probably the third one going into four. And it wasn't a slider anymore. It was a hip check into the boards. Oh, boy, big <laughs> time. And Darren rolled right up on top of him. And uh, it, 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 it to me, and, and, and I even said that night, I said, you know, I'm friends of both these families pretty close. So I, uh, they know I'm not, you know, picking on them or anything. But uh, uh, I, I call the stuff the way I see it. And I really thought that uh, Darren Medler could have avoided that. It, it seems like he just kept on going through the slide and he was not going to let up. And what's amazing about it is hard as it looked, Cars were all okay. Everyone was going straight. Eric was able to continue. and Yeah, and it didn't look like that when they hit each other. You'd think they were both going to be wrecked, but they both continued on in the race. Eric continued on and won the race. And he did. And in victory lane, blooper, um, I say to him in victory lane, he said, looked like you might have been reaching for the Cheetos on the, the floorboard, a little bit slow to get going. Because normally Eric, when he's up front, he's a bullet and gone. And he said, well, I led the first three laps. <laughs> and I was like, you did. You did. <laughs> Eric's really good at he, – he's fun to interview in Victory Lane because he's pretty candid. And if you're not paying attention to the race and you don't ask a good question, he'll get you on it. Like, oh, Eric yeah. is super Flicks good. in the nose. Yeah, it's kind of gotcha. Eric yeah. is really, really good at interviews. He has the other side because he worked for Barry Braun for a few years getting the interviews, so he understands both sides of it. Yeah, that was uh, that was probably one of the most intense moments of the night in the sport mods when that happened. And it wasn't Philip Keller, was it, that won it all? We, I, we don't even know who won. Was it stretching? I don't. I don't remember him coming down I, in victory lane. I can lane. probably start looking it up. I thought you were more prepared. I wasn't even there. I thought I was more prepared. Well, that's at least I got that going for me that I was there. And then when we showed up <laughs> on Sunday, we were going through the points and. Um, it, it was a little bit surreal to not see the 49 there and then how everyone was, was moving up. Brady Biella. Did Biella win? The... Biella's in the... No, he's in a mod now. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I'm completely... I, I can't remember. I don't know who actually who, who won the... Uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to know who won any of them, I guess. So I'm going to Well, Andrew Birch won the hobby stocks. Well, he went all, right. he won he won all, three, all three nights. nights. Yeah, that was easy to figure out. That was the only one that wasn't binding going into the last night. And that that was interesting because, you know, obviously the hip check to the boards, Birch with the hat trick. You know, I mean. <laughs> There's a lot of hockey going on. And, huh? I'm, and I'm guessing Dalton Flory won the stock cars. Dalton Flory won the Motor Magic Championship. Right. right. That's what we're, That's talking, what we're talking about. about. He yeah. got two of the three nights. And, and Joe uh, got the other one. And that, that was – Another guy I said was slow. I was in victory lane, and I was talking with Joe, and Joe was in second. And who runs down Dalton and passes him? No one does. Yeah. Well, Dad does. He did, and Larry actually was calling. He was reading the lap times and saying, Joe's coming, Joe's coming. But, you know, just because you're coming and just because you're on his back, passing's another thing. And, man, they gave each other a lot of room. One was as high as you possibly could go and i believe that was dalton running up top and joe digging on the bottom and he got him chris yost won the uh, sport compact championship i remember that he got two a main wins i think both nights despite a lot of hazards on the track 
Did did Kelly Henderson get the sport mod? He had to be close. Yes, I think I think you are yes, correct. Yes, he did. Yes, Kelly the, Henderson coming out of retirement. That's right, Kelly Henderson. Doing the sorry, Kelly. I my I haven't recovered. I've got a severe case of scoliosis this week, as I got scold here and scold there and scold here and scold there. I was uh, from he, all I was, the Viking fans. I uh, um, right now my brain is still on about thirty percent. I'm trying to boot back up here as the week goes on, but it's been it's been a rough one for uh. For us Packer fans, and that's what kind of what Motor Magic was all about was the guys that were in semi-retirement mode. Kelly, yeah, everybody comes yeah, out, comes yeah. out, and, and no rust. Andrew Birch, yeah, you know there are a lot of guys that were really challenging all season long in the hobbies that wanted to be the king, and then Andrew shows up and he is just a gentle, he's smooth, yeah, smooth speak, as silk, yeah, and. This is my house. And he Beat didn't me. even like his car on night one. I was down in Victory Lane, and the one of my most favorite parts is getting in there, undoing the window net, and talking to him right away in the car. And he goes, he looks right at me. He goes, I hate these rear brakes on this thing. I, I don't like this floater rear end. And I'm like, well, you look fast. Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> well, sold his car. Using uh, Troy's car, so I suppose it's a lot different. I suppose sitting in the now, seats. No, what it is is the hobby stocks were able to run floater rear ends this year. The difference is is we used to have the old uh, last year, the drum brakes. You know what a drum brake looks like as a drum that goes over two shoes that expands out. Well, them brakes aren't nearly as good, as efficient, per se, as a disc brake. So now we have four-wheel disc brakes on a hobby stock, which is brand new to 2022. Um and there's been a lot of we fought brake problems on Max Beater's car. We've we've fought it all summer long. There's some nuances that you have to learn and do, and the car change it changes the way the brakes work and how you drive the race car. I think one night he was mentioning that he had no brakes. Correct, which has been a common problem in them hobby stocks with the floater rear ends is. Not having so you got brakes. a parking brake and an e brake. You don't have anything. If your brake pedal doesn't work, you got nothing. I think I'd be pulling right. We we did talk uh um we did talk a little bit off air on uh whether Motor Magic's a money making um situation or not or um I know some people have talked uh about going back to the older format the harvest 100 type format with just two nights um and that and, and so is this three night because because face it you guys the event on the fairgrounds has died i mean you can stick a fork in it as far as i'm concerned uh, I, yeah know. what motor mania used to be when it yes. first started it isn't even close to that yeah, um, no more motorcycles, no more tire burnouts, no more SCCA autocross, no more big go-karts, no more remote control go-kart racing. Uh, there's just so much that's gone, the mud drags, uh, towards just the drag track and the and the racetrack now, and it just seems like... And the classic car auction, display and auction. Yeah, so it just seems like it needs a, 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 a booster shot to me. It, it just, it, it it's been declining down to just those three main areas, do we need to make our event a little more spicy, a little more um, a little more attractive, I guess, a little different, going in a new 
and that's why and some guys are going, well, go back to the 100-lapper, the, the well, two-day harvest 100. I, and- me, personally, I don't think we give up on what we're doing here. So this was year two of it being three nights. I don't think I think this is year two of our three night deal, or is it year three? I got to go back in my memory. Didn't we bank. used to always run three nights. No, it always used to be used to be something on Friday night, like an enduro, like an enduro. Okay, we did an enduro quite a few years on Friday night, and then we always did a demo derby demo. on Sunday afternoon or Monday. I've we've had a demo derby on Monday before. Um, in my mind, it's taken three years. If this was the third year, which, I, like I said, I'm going to have to go back in my, my memory bank, but I think this is the most uh, car participation we've had in a, quite a few years. The the expanded car counts in each class, B-Main every night in the sport mods, B-Main one night in the A mods. Um, so I, I think the purse is there. We're trying as a racetrack to make it bigger with the purse the way it is. Well, and Brandon... I, Based on what you were telling me before the show, it could be a very big money maker if you wouldn't pay it all out. I mean, that's a huge. So, and that that's a huge topic. I mean, we choose now. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Nodak Speedway. We deserve. There's haters out there, and they're ripping me on Facebook, and I don't care. I can't hear you. But uh, here's the deal. We paid over $60,000 in three nights in purse money to race car drivers. They were able to come in, race three complete shows at the same racetrack for a heavily boosted purse. Right now, in the world we're living in, you're seeing racetracks. Dickinson won. They went to a one-show, two-day deal for their fall special. Mandan does a one-show, two-day deal. Jamestown just switched the stampede back one show over two days. We're giving the guys three complete shows. Williston now, they're doing an individual show each night. No boosted purse, but they're still giving the guys a chance to race each night, heat and feature, giving them on track time. That's that's what we're saying. Um, three complete shows, boosted pay. We paid it all out. All the checks have been delivered. And when it was all said and done, the Nodak Speedway lost $1,900 over three nights paying out over $60,000. There's ways that we maybe could have recouped that money. I got to believe that the race, as a fan, I adore the three nights. I mean, it's like, I'll tell the wife, I'll see you Tuesday. You know, it's, yeah. it's just the way it is. But as a, as a driver, well, I think we were doing the Dirt Weekly when Travis Hagen was pulling in Thursday night, yep. parking his trailer, and he was obviously there till Monday morning. What what a cool three days for a driver to just live at the track. It just it, the the party well, at the track. You know, I guess the downsides of it, um, and I'm not making excuses of, you know, that's a lot of damn work for volunteers for three days, if you can imagine. I mean, I wasn't there for two of them. Fortunately, I mean, I came back and I was there in the afternoon, both Saturday and, and Sunday, but then I took off for Devil's Lake. But that's a lot of damn work. You know, for all our – you go down the list, ticket takers, ticket sellers, uh, pit trailer, uh, announcers. Look at all the work that you had to put in. I mean, up and down, you were back and forth for the features, weren't you, or did you not go back upstairs? I mean, there there was yeah. so much, you know, so much work went into it by everybody – I, 
as far as I'm concerned, Motor Magic was a success. I mean, people are going to argue with me, but uh, if you're looking at it from a bank point of view, $1,900 loss, it's a success in my book. Yeah, you'd like to see that positive number, but we had a handful of nights early in the year where we made the three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, and you have, the, you have the booster night at the beginning of the year, so that way you can give the money back to the racers because in my mind, Motor Magic is just as much about paying the racers for being there all year, paying our local racers, as it is for the fans to sit in the stands. I mean, it's equal. You you just gave me another idea. Uh oh. <laughs> you want four nights? Should we go Monday? No, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of boycotting on Booster Day. Yeah. At the start of this year, because guys, boy, I'm not going to come and race if I'm not going to get paid and stuff. So now it comes to the 60000 payout weekend. There should be some sort of race or something that only the people that participated in the booster day can have a chance to win the big money. If you're not going to help us at booster day at the start of the year... Oh, my God. Can you imagine them guys? Bring it on. Who cares? Them guys will take to Facebook, and we'll be ripped upside down and sideways. Well, but I've I've got a legitimate point. If you you don't want to help out at at Booster Day, why should you be the one to have a chance to come in and win the big money that we're we're saving to give to these racers at the end of the year? I hear you. Is it just me? I I hear you 100%, but in my mind, I think we pay them guys out in a separate check. You know, thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, I think there. I we we tried to figure it out in the board meeting. We never came up with a number, but usually it's in the mid twenties to low thirties of drivers that are there every single night throughout the summer. I'd much rather cut them a check for X amount of dollars each and say thanks for showing up. Leave Motor Magic as it is. You know, that's how I would rather do it. Cause, dude, there's so much. If you start doing that extra race stuff, I tried to do an all-star race, which was really cool. I tried to do all these special events. Drivers don't want to do them. They don't want to participate. They don't want to do the extra. They don't, you know, it's like, no, I'm just here to race. Heat, feature, pay me my money. You know. Larry, you mentioned um, the Harvest 100, 100 laps on the last night. If we'd have done a 100-lapper on the last night, there'd have been no one left. Well, you'd have had to do a break probably every 25 laps. I, I did joke with Sean Strand when he came into Victory Lane. I said, you didn't know you were running the Ironman here at Motor Magic because that was a, a slugfest. Well, yeah, I've never seen so many cautions in a modified race before. I mean, that one, the one night we went bell to bell almost, didn't we? Yeah, but then it, the last and I don't night love was... that all the time either, you know, bunching them up and stacking them and racking them and... In my mind, were the track conditions perfect all weekend? Nope. Was the announcing perfect all weekend? Nope. Was the pit trailer perfect all weekend? Nope. Was the cornhole tournament perfect? Nope. You're going to have a tough time finding anything down there that was perfect. But as far it was a good time. It was a good weekend altogether. You know, the racing wasn't always perfect, but it was good Andrew, racing Andrew overall. Andrew Birch was perfect. Andrew Birch was perfect. Yeah, there was, was one person that was perfect, and that was Andrew Birch. Okay, here comes the fun part. I guess I skipped over it, but I'm going I'm back I'm excited for this one. I was when you put this on here. I'm so okay, excited. Okay. Well, first let me let me let me do the time lapse from a fan's outlook. Okay. okay? Go ahead. Modified feature race. Awesome. Awesome okay. race. Just a battle. Awesome race. Boom. Race is over. Fans are excited. 
kids run down for the trophies. Some people are already heading to the pits yep. until we make an announcement. No, the pits are closed until the trophy class races are over. Okay. Okay. So there was your moment. And then now we're running trophy class races. And it went for an hour and five minutes. I could I didn't even have to say goodbye to everybody at the end of the night because everyone was gone. By the time we were interviewing the last winner of the trophy class, the haulers were half gone. I mean, so these people were held back from going and seeing the race drivers on the final night of Motor Magic because we have to wait for this to happen. And it, it just, it's at the wrong time. You buzz killed the whole so end what's, of the night. I'm not saying don't have a trophy class, but it buzz killed the whole night from so, the closing comments to thank you folks for coming. Hey, thanks to you three people that are left. You know, thanks for coming. So when's the uh, right time? I don't know. Well, then this is a pointless argument. No, it's not. I'm just saying it can't be there. Just because I don't come with a remedy for it doesn't mean that it's not right or wrong to discuss having it at the end of the night on the last night. So so my argument is this. People can even go and see their favorite drivers. My they argument is this. My argument is this. It's one night. One night. The climax. One Night. Well, then do it on Saturday because it's the climax of Sunday night is the end of Motor Magic. We just had a great modified race. We always saved them for last. And then now here, this is coming out. And by the way, it wasn't very entertaining. No, it wasn't. And, it's not supposed to be entertaining. And also, there's guys out there driving that are driving. I don't think anybody that has an IMCA license or license should be out there at all. Uh, it should be the pit people and the uh, anybody else that's interested in racing. I don't need to see Bruce Rudland ripping around the track, scaring the crap out of the four other cars he's passing because he's going by him at seventy miles an hour. I mean, I uh, I just I, I hear just, you. I hear you. I that. just didn't like it at all. Some of the, the participants, some of the participants shouldn't probably be in the cars they were in. Um, we had some sport compact drivers switch cars. So I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, your enduro has a five-year rule. It's, that rule's it? gone. Been gone. That okay, rule's well, then that rule should be back for both those events. Well, Bruce Rudland would still be racing it then because Bruce hasn't held a license for over 10 right. years. Right, Bruce has been out for a long time. Yeah. Right, right. I, um, I, 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 I'm just saying that he was so one-sided in his. That it here's was. what we get from the racers. They don't want to do it on Saturday night. They don't want to do it on Friday night. They want it Sunday night after the races for the simple fact that their car, they're already done racing their car for the money that we put up. They're done with their weekend and now if their pit guy, their hired driver, their hired gun, their whoever they put in it for that trophy race, if if they go out and something happens and they wreck the car, you know, they have all week to put it back together before their next event or sometimes two weeks. So that's why we're going with the Sunday night after the races. I get the buzz kill. I, I, I understand all that. Trust me when I say appreciate how organized it is. Yes, it took long, an hour and five minutes for three races, correct? Wasn't it three? Four. Wasn't it? Panchu, well, Rudland, Sport Compacts. It was three races. Yeah, Should okay. have been three. So it took an hour and five minutes for three races. So here's the opposite. Here, here's what happened at two other tracks that I've been a part of the last two weeks. Um, they did a Pittman's race well after the event. Uh, didn't have a list of names. 
didn't have anybody, nobody knew who was in what car, and they just sent them out there, and it was like, okay, now what? At least you guys had a list of names. We set a time limit. You had to sign up by 4 p.m., and if you're not by 4 p.m., you're not racing in it because we have to make the lineup, give you guys the names, so that way you know who's in each car. Can you imagine how unorganized it would have been or how chaotic it would have been if you didn't know who was in each car? Oh, I think I had that a couple of years ago. I think it happened to where we didn't have yes, many so we of them had, written down. We adjusted, and this is what we came up with with a solution. In my mind, I it's the final night. It's one night. It, one night. I'm sorry that we inconvenienced everybody to allow some other people to drive race cars for one night. Can't the world just freaking relax so and you- just have fun for one night? They would have had fun if they would have been able to go down in the pits and talk to their favorite drivers, but they were locked into the grandstand. So by the time that got done, there was no, most of the haulers had left, honest to God. They were pulling out. So if you had to bet on Cole Hanshu driving a sport mod against Dalton Flory running an A mod, the easy bet is probably on Dalton, right? Yeah, yes and no. I mean,. Cole probably has the most experience in a modified of some sort, sport mod be it, but for the most part, Dalton doesn't have many, very many laps in a modified, whether it be sport mod or a mod. So uh, that was a good run. That was that was fun to watch that, and and uh, Hanshu <gasps> had to pass Dalton to get that yep. win. I don't know. I've got a solution. Every car that's racing in those three races, then must be staged down in the middle pits. Okay. Everything down there, your pit crew, whatever, your uh, two-minute pit, whatever. So when the modified feature's done, the fans that want to go to the pits and visit with all the drivers that aren't in this thing, they can go there and do that, all the cars, the, the other three races, so you don't have these guys going that way and making danger for the fan that's, walking around in the pits, but at least they get to go down there then, put all the cars in the middle, and then when the first race is done, make them sit down in there until all three races are done, and then all the cars can make their way back into the pits, and at that time, a couple of officials can say, okay, heads up now, everybody, here come the cars from the trophy classes. They're coming through. Uh, But honestly, you probably wouldn't have had too many people in the grandstand then watching. Um, uh, we weren't necessarily, and, and I get it, it's an inconvenience, and I know that there's people, the wives and girlfriends that wanted to go straight down to the pits after the, the mod feature, and, and I got my butt chewed last year by a wife that that wanted to go down there, and I said, just one night, just just one night, one night out of the Nodak Speedway 16 nights that we raced, all we asked was one night. Let us put on these three races. If we get one racer, if we get one person out of them trophy classes that, to buy a race car that didn't own one before, that's what we're going for. And I know there was a bunch of racers that were getting in other classes, but there was also a bunch of people getting in cars that had never raced before too or have only raced in a Pittman's race. So that's what we're after. We're trying to give – I think the rules need to be adjusted – I think the Cole Hanshu going into a sport mod thing probably needs to end. You know, he's got too much experience in a sport mod. What are we doing? 
Do you, do you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we didn't set rules. So a trophy race is a trophy race. All the only rule was sign up before 4 p.m. So that's on us. You know, that's on us as a racetrack. Uh, doing it on Friday night maybe is the answer if guys will let their car be raced on Friday night. Well, I can see their point for not. Uh, I, I understand that. I understand. There's really no way to do it other than not doing it all. You know, I just don't know how many novice racers you're going to hook when there's hand shoes and flories and, and, and rudlins and guys just blowing by them. I mean, what, I go out there and get completely scared to death of, you know, that you think I'm going to want to go out and buy a car when I just had Dalton, Flory, and Cole Hatchew blow by me five times. I mean, did, so, did, that, did that hook me? So when you do buy a car and you've never had anybody blow by you and you're in your first feature <laughs> race, where do you want it, in a trophy race or a feature race? At least you have the experience of being blown by so you can make an educated decision on whether or not this is for you. You know, it's yeah. it's... Are those There's guys no right like, for this. you know, Billy Shriak, very good to the Nodex Speedway and a, a strong sponsor and helped Wayne Johnson for many, many years. Are there guys like that around that Kittler, Harry Kittler was like that, had a car but had other people drive them? Are there guys around like that anymore? I don't think you see that a whole bunch anymore. There may be a couple. Most of them are dads having their kids race them. Because if there, there was in – Man, I'd have Bruce Rudland in a car tonight. The guy's oh, he's are, still yeah. a fantastic he's driver. Still, he still has it. I mean, yeah. if, if it's been proved by anything this year, myself coming out of – I'm not in retirement. Myself getting back in a race car. Uh, Andrew Birch, Kelly Henderson, Bruce Rudland in the trophy class. Once you have it, it's there. You know, driving a race car, we had this discussion in the other night, and uh, – once you have that ability and you have that feeling of driving a race car, it doesn't go away. You know, you can slide right back in. Within a lap or two, you already know what you're feeling. You know, it's no, it's, it's no like different any than other sport. It's like any other sport. You you already have that feeling. So, um, Bruce still has it. He he is very adamant that he'll never buy another car. So it's going to have to be provided to him by somebody. Well, and they hopped in Mad Mike's car. I don't know what happened with Swallers. I think he was supposed to get in the Swallers car, and then here he comes with the 27X. I mean, that's a perfect storm, isn't it? Yeah. It was a rocket. Trophy, so. so the trophy class, I guess, uh, I, it can be revisited at any time. We do it on that last night because we just feel one night all the other little tracks do it. You know, it's it's kind of one of them deals. You know, Underwood's done it, bought no. Uh, you know, it's kind of a end of the year, let your pit man reward him for helping you all summer. Get in my car, go race. It takes an extra hour. The plan is for it not to take an hour, you know. And, and then another thing, though, is I think that would be great at Nodak at Motor Magic if the last checkered flag wouldn't have flied at 11 o'clock or 10 to 11 or when we ever got done on Sunday. So now people just want to go home, man. You've been sitting there for six hours. And that's – so that last checkered flag at 11 o'clock. I think it was pretty close to 11, I think. That was rushing the show and not doing much track prep. Can you imagine if you threw two or three track prep sessions in there? Yeah. That would have been midnight. And so now, you know, what what it – and I'm (laughs) – I'm not trying to hammer on the trophy class idea. Yep. Do you remember the two-seater? Yeah. Okay. That thing came. You remember the two-seater? For sure. Never knew when it was coming out or who was driving it or who was riding it or whatever. 
But all I knew is I would know is that there's two races left at quarter to 11 back in those days. Two races left. Here comes the two-seater again. And I'm going like, well, this, this, this trophy race to me seemed like the two-seater. It seemed like a real bad time management planning to do that at 11 o'clock at night. So, uh, well, when it, you're not going to do it at any other time. You're going to do it at the end of the program. Um, you yeah, started. like we said, we we rushed. We didn't. We took so, about a ten so minute it, intermission. We didn't take any. We didn't. We rushed the night all. along, yeah, trying to get it done. I got into the Super Nationals this week. Are we moving on? No, I'm just. Oh, okay. what, what We're I'm, close. We're ready to move on. <laughs> what I'm saying is, those guys go till four in the morning. I mean, I think I'm a diehard racer. I had to shut her down, you know, at, at one o'clock, and they keep going, and they're back at it. Um, they're they wired. only do that when they have the rain delays, though. Usually, they're wired a little different. They had an exorbitant amount of cars down there this year. I, I've, I never seen so many cars down there in so many races. They went late just about every night because I'm a nine thirty, ten o'clock bed type guy. And there was a lot of times they still had nine thirty ten. He ain't touching. Ain't even touching right. it. They they went till one in the morning just about every night. See, midnight and, one. And that's why I would never go. Right. Because I like racing. I've been doing this for twenty five years, or I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it. So don't people. Oh, you just don't like dirt track. Yeah, I do. But I'm not gonna go to a dirt track race that goes till two three in the morning. I am sorry. This ship has sailed way past that at my age. I am not going to sit, and and even at your guys' age back, I would have never done it. It's too much. It's too long. I'm the kind of guy, give me my give me my 10 heat races and my five feature races, and I'm happier than a pig and slop. The only reason he was eager to get out of there Saturday night. Sunday night or Saturday? Saturday night. Oh, both nights, believe me. Saturday <laughs> night, he was gifted with a banana cream pie, and... At, 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 at no six comment by you guys either. He was, I wasn't even going to play that game. I wanted it so bad. So <laughs> he was thinking about well, just getting a, home, getting we a loan. We were talking the fork. about it that Friday night, and all of a sudden, lo and behold, remember Bubbles, Brian Schlecht? Yeah. He sent one up from the pits. He had he had bought it and had his daughter bring it up, and I'm just like, wow. Hey, Craig was talking and telling a story. Finish. Well, just you know, <laughs> I, I I wanted Larry to dive into it during the races so I could enjoy the. Should have videoed it for the dirt weekend. Absolutely. Well, don't they got the camera going? We had that turned off. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's another thing we didn't we didn't come at them full bore with what we usually had at the start of the year, you know, as far as the production goes, because we had some. And, and then Sunday, um, Aislinn Pfeiffer brought me a big well Metagoshi drive-in pizza burger. So we were getting wow, gifted Robotno. with food. Wow. The reason why is because I think they know that Larry doesn't allow food. To be consumed during the race. <laughs> He's talking about Williston. You could have went down to the pit thing anytime. Uh, we stopped at the convenience store twice. Okay, let's let's move on to Boone Super Nationals. Boone we were there Super once. Nationals. Um, Hobby stocks. We had a gentleman in there. Um, uh, Robinson was first. Jacob name Robinson. Jacob Robinson, car number thirteen. Made the big show. Made the big show in the hobbies. He was running eighteenth. It got up to thirteenth, I think, and then he had a flat tire. DNF. And then he got another flat tire. I think he ended up DNFing. Yeah, but uh, boy, to be a rookie, and and to be able to go down there and get in the big show. I mean, hats off, uh, Mr. Robinson. That was fantastic. He's got a long. If he stays with it, I think he's got a long career in front of him. He's. He's pretty smooth already. A real, um, 
at a real young age. And then I wanted to talk about the Modifieds. Three of the four people on the podium are all I consider races from local, even though Hibden's from Fargo and Aaron's from Estevan, but still. They all have no deck dirt on their car. Maybe not Turnbull because he was driving someone else's car, but. Yep, Turnbull took fourth. Um, Colin Hibden took uh, second. And uh, Tom Berry Jr. won it. What and, a of course, he's been winning everything, but, you know, he's our 2019 NODAC uh, track champion. Uh, he was working oil in this area here, uh, living out in Newburgh, and then he moved. Uh, he finally realized, I think, that he could really get into racing pretty big, so he moved down to Iowa. Now he made another move since then. Um, but he now basically is pretty much a professional driver now. Yeah, he just races races. Yeah, he just races. Yeah, he yeah, that's all he's doing and for him to win it. I mean, three or four of the podium you guys, you couldn't ask for any more. No. Tom always talks about his dream is to run late models, the big boy late models. Well, this has got to be an opportunity for someone to see him given a sponsorship to get going on that. I I thought I, between Saturday night, I didn't get to watch the uh, big shows live Saturday night. I was in the middle of a rodeo broadcasting, um, so I didn't get to watch it live. I watched it back su- Sunday morning, and then I watched it again Sunday night when I got home, and then I think I watched it again Monday night <laughs> last night, or it's Monday night, and Brock comes in last night. I was getting ready for the board meeting, and I had the Super Nationals, the four big features on that championship day. My God goodness do they put on some racing down there even if you just take in that last saturday night you probably haven't watched it i'm guessing just take in that last saturday no, i night. watched the i watched the, the the final night not all of it i watched I, I watched the modifieds and i watched the stocks yeah but i mean all three all four big dances the hobby stocks did you know that they had a car skate what, what is it called when you grind on the side? When you have a skateboard and you go on the side of a, a curb or something, is it called grinding, or what is it called? When you hang out down in Roosevelt all the time with those skateboard kids, what do you guys call that? I, I'm not with you on that at all. They had a, they had a car in the hobby stocks, uh, T8, Brandon Nielsen, who we know, I know him personally. He drives an actual chubby chassis, the sister car to what Max races. Um, he got hit into the wall, flipped over, and the roof skated grind on the wall all the way down and took out the whole flag stand i mean that stuff is just crazy and they take 15 oh, that happened before i watched it and what happened to the flagman they stepped back no life? they stepped back i mean the way the flagman is set up there you're basically standing on dirt you're standing on the ground and you just stick your hand out over the wall Oh, so it was no so he just took fla- oh you made it sound like the whole flag stands coming down well i mean that. they have a protective uh yeah the shield wall in front of them i mean it's a wood wall with a four by four steel post there to kind of protect them so that way they don't get hit by anything with a screen up above it and but, I mean, it, it took that whole thing out of there. They had to rebuild it right in the middle of the race and put the lights back in because that's where Jeez. they turned the lights on. And It's just what they do down there is just mind-blowing. And they get done with a certain amount of races, and then all of a sudden here comes Track all prep. the Packer trucks. Track prep. And the buses and everything packed. And yep. they got tons of stuff driving around out there packing, and they get it done real quick. Yeah, 10, 15 yeah. minutes. Yep, yep. So, yeah, they do a real good job down there with the amount of – Boy, they got such an advantage with that soil, though, Brandon, of being able to do all those races with pretty minimal yep. uh, track prep, the way that, that tracks, like down in Knoxville, too, that 
that track sometimes they don't even have to touch the thing just like boom there's they probably wouldn't need to do that all the time but they're trying to keep it consistent yeah for all the races yeah but my lord they, they it's crazy how how they do that it's just uh, that's the one of the funnest parts of watching yeah is, is to watch the track prep well then, out there. when they when they announce it's a quick car track prep session do 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 we got that song memorized because we watch yeah. Boone so much. Uh, I used to play that song all the time when, when John Gall would, would uh, tell the tractors to hit the track. We used to play the Green Acres song all the time. At Modak. So Aaron, uh, the, Aaron Turnbull, he passed on the site's memorial to do the Boone thing. Yeah. yeah. He was two, the defending two, champion? No, he two won. Two of the last three. Two of the last. He won yeah. two in a row and didn't win the last one. Okay, that's right. But what talent that dude's got. Jumping a car that he's never seen before, and he's running top four at Super Nationals. I mean. What a wheel, man. Uh, There's I, one more you missed on here. Can Smalls I Medler. How did he do? How did he do? Uh, he didn't make any races that counted, does, oh. if that matters. He was actually, I think, home. He posted on Facebook that he was home before the, the big dances and the Super Nationals. So if that tells you how good his weekend was or his week. I did see Robbie Roselli sitting at they got him like front row on the drone or whatever they got and, him there and they were yeah i think it was one of the announcers was saying there's Roselian. and it's just a little bit surreal you know how do they how do they notice him from his big beaming smile he was smiling no he, <laughs> yeah, he was. i'm going back we're watching the replay right now take off the rodeo take off the rodeo yeah. you, you gotta add one more on there I, yeah i might yeah aiden wagner aiden wagner made the big sport show compacts. in the sport compacts uh, shout out to Aiden Wagner. Mason Russ was down there also representing us in the Sport Compact. So two North Dakota Sport Compact guys down there. Aiden Wagner making the show. Had a flat tire. I think he ended up DNFing. So. Oh, it's too bad. But, I mean, still made the show. Uh, represented I would have liked to well. seen him here against Yost. Because Yost just blew the whole field away. It would have been nice yeah, to that's see odd, Wagner. odd that you say that because you were talking about you know Boone and then how you thought Fenner should be making the trip down to Boone. Well, yeah, then you wouldn't have to put up with his 21 miles an hour here. Did that slip out at one stage of the evening? I can't. I was pretty lackadaisical towards the end. Happy birthday, Max. Max is in here eating something. He should be out working on his car. It's well, that it was, but again. it's dinner break. Dinner break. Yeah, he's got his lunch. He goes stuff. and works three hours for Craig at Marketplace, makes $36, and spends $10 on food before he leaves. He's got the Great wings. Great money. Happy birthday. But, yeah, it was another successful, I thought, uh, uh, Motor Magic and Boone. It, it, it was, like I said, that was probably one of their biggest ones in a while at Boone, too. Absolutely. Can I you think. imagine managing, just keeping all that organized at they, Boone? They do such a good job. But uh, the, a lot of the drivers, though, that were getting interviewed down there in Boone were saying, well, I didn't have it out much this year. Yeah. Uh, so I, They were kind I of saving their stuff for Boone. The money and the travel and everything that hurts nowadays, I think that that's what it sounded like to me. And even and even these guys coming back to Nodak and running Motor Magic for the first time out all year. It's like, well, we're not going to race all year. It's going to be pretty pricey, but we'll show up at the end of the year. And that's what they did locally, and I think that's what they did in Boone, too, is there was a lot of guys that didn't race much. Because it, 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 and we're going to get to that here in a little bit, but uh, um, it, it just can't be easy nowadays for these guys. I, 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 there's no way that I could do it on my single income, fam, just income in my own household. 
there's no way that I could pay these prices for carburetors and a race car and traveling somewhere. There's absolutely no way. I might have been able to do it several years ago and stuff was cheaper. Uh, I don't see how they do it. Now, you got to have a lot of money to be able to even do so any you, of this stuff. So you say that. Now you have to understand when somebody chooses not to go racing, we can't throw them under the bus because they're, well, no, make, they're no, making I'm a saying, financial decision. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just you know. so tough now to be able to go anywhere, and that's why we've got these uh, uh, these uh, these ideas and talks that we're going to be talking about this weekend, hopefully with Travis. One, one thing I want to touch on, it was Saturday night, and you've mentioned it. I like how you said it one time that the Rage chassis right now is the Rage. And at one point, I think our top four, and it might have been the finishing order, Strand, Pfeiffer, Hagen, Walla. It was rage, 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 rage. Um, and usually it kind of goes that direction. Taylor was the darling for a long time there. It's moved to the rage. What is Barry running? Uh, Harris. Harris was big for a while. Yeah. Uh, Tom Barry has something that he has hit on, whether it be in a razor. He was in a razor chassis, which is what... Uh, Eric Laudenschlager runs a Razor in the Sport Mod. I think there's somebody else in the A Mods. I can't remember who. Um, uh, but the Harris chassis right now, I think Harris had the top two. No, Hibden. So Harris was, was uh, Tom Barry, and Turnbull was in a Harris down at Super Nationals. And I can't remember who was third, um, if they had a Harris or not. But I remember Harris's being pretty fast down there in Iowa too. Cody Thompson was in there somewhere and he has a Harris chassis as well. So Harris is definitely making a comeback. The the Browns, Kyle Brown and his dad uh, are making a comeback with the Harris chassis, which is really cool to see. I'm guessing you might see a few of them up here at some point in time. Okay, here comes a stupid question. Yeah? That I kind of wanted to ask for years, but I don't. Like when you were saying the other night you are calling out what kind of chassis they have, I'm like, I don't know any of that from any of the cars. To me, it's, to me, in all the years I've announced it, that that doesn't matter to me, you know. But, but what what I find now a, a chassis. This is yep. this is pretty basic. A, a chassis is just the frame without anything on it. Correct. Correct. Well, they're all the same. They look they're like not. they're all the same. To they're me. not. It's metal. You got to tie everything onto it. I, they're not. I would think the stuff you're putting on there is more important than well, the actual... so every chassis manufacturer, every chassis builder has the things that they want bolted on. And you get them things with it, you get their support, you get everything that goes along with that chassis manufacturer. Um, but cars are not built the same. But the chassis, I mean, They're you, not you don't built have the any same. stagger or set to it at all until you get the stuff on there. Oh no, you do. You do. See, because the Floris build their own. Well, they must know what they're doing because they're off. They're pretty fast. fast. Yep. So to me, it's see. So to me, it's just a frame that you're going to bolt everything on. I I don't there's, see. There's the, things that they do. You know, you can you can weld. Uh, you you can weld four bars in a square. Craig can weld four bars in a square, and I can weld four bars in a square, and they can all be different shapes. Oh yeah. Well, the race cars are no different. I mean, you take two different people building race cars, they're going to build them different because they have different thoughts in mind. You know, if you put a bar here and a here rather than over here and over there, you're going to change the flex point, the, the center, the roll center of that race car, and that's what they're after. They're trying to change the, 
the weight from front to back, the roll center, you know, when it's when it hikes that left rear but up. none of that stuff's on the car yet when you consider it just being But a you chassis. have to build that chassis that has the attachment. to accept that. Okay, so the attachment holes and yep. everything are in certain places for that stuff that you want to add on. And or the chassis itself. Bars are welded in certain places. So it, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get – we're just going to go with hobby stocks. Hobby stocks, they're sometimes built with a hip bar. They're sometimes built with a back bar. They're all, they're all kinds of stuff. And we work with a guy that builds it. So when the motor sits in the chassis and you rev that engine, did you know that motor turns a little bit? No matter how much you bolt it in, if you open up your Corvette, if you open up oh, your yeah, Honda, oh, yeah, the motor moves a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the goal is, is to take that motion. If you take that motion of, of the motor doing that and you put a bar right there, so that way when that motor picks up on that on that part of it the bar works geometry we talk about geometry all the time that bar brings it back and another bar goes back to the left rear so when that motor picks up it comes up and it goes down you're inadvertently you're putting pressure on that left rear tire there's different nuances you're using the the motion of your engine that's just help. one small thing okay okay but there's that all over the place the twisting you want that car to flex it's called flex you get that car You'll hear the term that, hey, that car's wore out, it's flexed out. Well, that means it's it's flexed and it's not coming back to its original shape. You know, because the car twists. That car is under so much twist when it's up there on the bars and it's hammered down. And then there's the bars that look straight to you aren't straight when it's twisted. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And you want the, the angles. Every bar is in there at a certain angle for a reason. Because it serves a purpose. Okay. And guys build them differently. The front end on a Rage is completely different than the front end on a Harris. You know, the way that the front, the mounts where you bolt the front wheels on and all that is completely different. Hmm. So they find out which one's the going one and then everyone kind of jumps on that and then they'll well, try a different one or these what guys it, are trying to sell their stuff then i suppose monkey see monkey do when you see somebody winning with something you're going to go after that you're going to get it and then when boom squirrel that guy's over there winning with something else i'm going to go over there and get that i mean it's a, that's just the nature of of racing it's honestly the nature of of just about any sport if a certain hockey stick works better a certain goalie stick certain goalie pads have an extra half an inch of padding and you get away with it because they're only supposed to be so big you know well that works for you i'm gonna go buy the same goalie pads as you and craig's gonna go buy the same goalie pads until joe blow over there gets different ones now i ain't using larry's i'm going to get his you know it's a big cycle it's a big cycle all the time and i guarantee you Tom Barry is going to have all kinds of chassis builders throwing free stuff at him. Absolutely. Driving it to drive but, his stuff. And and Tom Barry learned something. I I don't know. I have not spoke to Tom Barry. I'm not I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. I'm just observing. Obviously, what he was racing up here in North Dakota was a Razor chassis. He goes down to Iowa and all of a sudden he jumps into Harris car a couple of years later and he's probably just as fast if not faster. And it's almost turned Harris around because Harris was, they were there, but you didn't see Harris chassis having the success that they're having right now. Now that Tom Barry's in it, obviously success follows him, you know. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to uh, 
Um, we just want to give you a little uh, program update. Uh, Brandon is going to bring our Dirt Weekly equipment to uh, Williston this weekend for the uh, fall roundup on Saturday and Sunday. And the reason for that is you've wanted to start a different show that really gets well, down. Well, I started to, it, but I haven't continued it. Yeah, so um, this is going to give us a chance to bring on a race car driver, and I think our main topic, and, and today it hit, uh, I don't know if you saw Facebook message Oh, yeah, it not. started last night. You didn't hear it dinging last night? I don't have my phone by my eyes. I, call, I called Tyler, Travis Hagen this morning. I said, good God, man, you guys went late with that ding yeah, noise. Terry Goodrow was on there, Brad Harding and a lot. Harding just put on his uh, heart again, just put on his uh, 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 tentative schedule for next year for Dickinson on there. Uh, by the way, when I was going through the results, they are the bad luck track of the year. They rained out five times, I think, in the first six weeks, and then... Well, I think know, they've only raced four times. Yeah, it's just unbelievable the bad break the Southwest Speedway had. But uh, um, the the topic is going to be race schedules, and and uh, we're going to get Travis on and whatever whoever else you want to pull on. So we're going to do that uh, from the Williston Basin Speedway. So we'll have a special Dirt Weekly on the road show this weekend. And uh, but that is one of the big topics uh, that we'll be talking about is the scheduling of racetracks. Uh, um, some guys are proposing more double headers and less weekly racing at some tracks, and it's all just a bunch of ideas now. But uh, we're gonna Travis Hagen's got some good ideas that he had put down, and I'll talk to him a little bit. Maybe we can grab somebody else out of the pits that might be instrumental in that as well. We can grab whoever I can hook up. Uh, uh. We can probably fit six mics in there. Yeah. If we want to do a big round table. Yeah. I'd, get, I'd get Jordan Boyce on the show. Yeah, I don't think that'd be any problem. I think. Yeah. I really enjoyed his company at the Williston Basin last time yeah. we were out there. And he's got a lot, a lot of neat stuff to say. So that's coming up. Uh, it won't uh, be live. It will probably be recorded and then uh, posted by Brandon at some time. But just be looking for that sometime this weekend because uh, – I think it's something that uh, needs to be done to get the word out there a little more. We know we know what's going on in the race community with this, but there's a lot of uh, viewers and stuff that probably haven't really thought about that too much. So, so we're going into our year-end events here. We've got the roundup here at the Williston Basin Speedway here on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday's show starts at five. Have they? Did they? I guess I I overlooked that in their post. They posted that it starts at five. Yeah, well, I, re I read seven on the first night and five on okay. the second night, I think. I have to change that in the darn so. TV. I, I guess I went by what i seen before, but it's all good. Yeah, I think that's what I, I I'm read I'm very today, happy so. that they did that. Very happy. Great move, 5 o'clock. Yeah, that is a great move because the Packers are playing the Bears that night. So I'll be watching that uh, legally. No, it wouldn't be legal. You can't watch it on the highway legally. I don't. you think you're going to have the races in in two hours? No. No, I would say they're probably going to be done at 8. Oh, so you're going to not Game watch starts the, at 7.30. The full show. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. So, but, but, but uh, I'll listen to it. Let's put it that way on Sirius XM. So anyway, I'm, I'm glad they did that also. It's, it's, it's tough to sit around in town when you get kicked out of your motel room and it's 12 o'clock and you're not a race car driver. You're uh -huh. Larry McFall. You go you find want, a shaded tree to take a nap. You don't want to hang around at the track all afternoon. So and and golf, it's tough to find people that want to play golf. Uh, I would love to go out and play nine holes, but can't find any competitors nowadays. 
So, yeah, so it's nice to at least when you start at 5, you get kicked out of the motel at 11, and you only have six hours that you have to kill before the show starts. So uh, I, I actually I like that as well. Uh, Oktoberfest in Mandan is September 30th and October 1st. Uh, they are having sport mods, they announced, for uh, sport mods coming back to uh, More than sport mods. They will have all the IMCA classes that we race, IMCA Hobby Stock, IMCA Sport Mod, IMCA Stock Car, and IMCA Modified and Compacts. Um, kind of excited for that. And their and their classes and their regular well. classes, also but good. it's a one show, two day deal. So you're going to race heats, race, and a qualifier of some sort on night one, and then the features on night two. B mains if necessary, and the features on night two. But it is a healthy payout. Every class thousand dollars to win. West Fargo has the big iron race on September 14th. That, would that be is right, right now. now. That'd be right now. That's going on right now. And then Grand Forks has a season finale on the 16th. So they are racing Thursday or no Friday night. Uh, Friday night in Grand Forks, as they just call it, their season finale. They had their big one last weekend with the John Sites Memorial. So um, Max and, just pointed at me like, are we going to Grand Forks Friday or not? And I go, uh, no, because we're going to end up in Williston. So we'll be going that way in the back and then back that way. Yeah, that's hey. If, don't count it out yet, buddy. Your birthday is. If today. I would have went to the World of Outlaws that one night when you had those free tickets for us, I would have had to drive to Grand Forks and watch the races, stay overnight, and then drive all the way from Grand Forks to Willis to the next day to announce that night, and then all the way back to Minot. And that's why I didn't take those tickets. I'm just like that is. And it actually turned eight hundred miles. Turned out to be a good deal because I think the World of Outlaws was like an hour and a half show. They had just pushed. Yeah, to beat it. the weather, yeah. yeah. But see, I don't care if it's an hour and a half or 30 minutes or 10 hours. As long as I get to see my races and the features, I'm fine. If Nodak can get me out every every week in two hours, and as long as I see the races that I want to see, you know. So uh, I don't just Do you want to see heat races? Yeah. Yeah, people, I think you, I, most people want to see the heat races. Uh, I, uh, it's just a topic. It's just one of them topics. Yeah, uh, if they mean something, but IMCA, IMCA doesn't really do anything with the heat. Doesn't races. really mean. I mean, as long well, as you like finish. The World of Outlaws, if you're at a heat race, you have to finish top two to be in the show, or you go into the B. So there's a reason for heat races, but and if, if there have, was, if there's no real reason for a heat race, then why are you running them? If there was enough cars, there would be a reason for heat races. But with only ten to fifteen cars, it's hard to have a reason for heat races. And I used to complain and whine and cry all the time about uh, time trials at the World of Outlaws and how long they take. They take like oh, an hour, hour and a half sometimes just to do hot laps and that. But when you did the time trials this year for our class, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. It is Ma cool. Maybe it's just because I get so tired of watching the World of Outlaws all the time and the, and oh, they have to, so many cars all the time that they drag it out and drag it out. Uh, but But... That was cool. If we didn't do the stock cars or the compacts, so no, we got to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, maybe. give them a chance to get out there too. But I thought it was maybe. great. I, I thought that was a new. Maybe Sunday night. Should we open up the track Sunday night? What do you think? Oh, Nodak on a Sunday night, and the fair won't even know we're there, so they won't, won't even have to know. pay rent. No, wink, wink, wink. They yeah. won't even know we're there. Everybody keep the grandstands going. closed underneath. It just open up on top where we broke the lock to get in. Yeah. So yeah. So that would be pretty fun. <laughs> so, you don't want to be. You don't want to be a part no, of. No, wait dude. a minute. We'll be at Williston Sunday night. We can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be part of that. You've had enough action for a while. 
<laughs> so, uh, Jamestown Stampede, too? Did you, you didn't mention that. You skipped over oh, it. Oh, I skipped over it. Jamestown Stampede, the 23rd and 24th. You said that's going to a one-feature race showdown. One show for both days. They're going to do heats and qualifiers on night one, and then night two is the features. They run so many classes. It makes sense. Um, it, it totally makes sense, but it's frustrating sometimes. I mean, I, I'm not bitching about the racetracks, and I'm not trying to be negative. It's just one of them deals. You brought it up that there's nothing to do for you all day. Well, if you can imagine showing up, racing one heat race, and then sitting there all night, with nothing to do, and then you come back the next day and you race one feature. Well, you just sat there for two days and spent a bunch of money and went out to eat and stayed in a hotel, and, and you raced two races. That's that's the only downfall on my side of things. That's why I push for NODAC to be three complete nights so everybody gets three chances to race. And, and Yeah, makes sense. You know, I'm not bitching because the way the, – how many cars that they get – and Mandan did it last year. They had run a bunch of classes. They had a bunch of cars in each class. You know, they it's going to be a 10-hour program if they try to run a full show both nights. Did we explain yet why this rodeo is going on behind us? I don't think we did. I think we completely overlooked why that's on there. Uh, if you folks want to well, know. A, a guy trying to steer wrestle right now. Brandon uh, covered the uh, the rodeo Devil's in shootout. Devil's Lake. Devil's Lake shootout. You, you, you kind of just got yourself out yeah what it, branched out into something new and given it a world what it is is if if that, i ever this cowboy is completely losing this guy he's trying man he ain't getting nowhere he's trying he's doing what he can um i thought they'd have helmets on nowadays nah what it is is you know if you're a one-trick pony you're only busy for three or four months out of the summer for racing uh, I partnered up with the Abrahamsons, who happen to be, they work for me. They're my, my employees, per se, out at uh, Power Fuels. They drive truck for me. So they've been on me and on me. They got me to do a Stanley rodeo this spring, and I had a lot of fun. It was just uh, just bull riding is all it was this spring, no, no other events. Um, now this one here was a full seven-event rodeo or whatever they call it, uh, a shootout where they do all the events and they – break it down to a finals i had a lot of fun it's it's a different experience um i most likely they've already the the people that put on a, a rodeo in little falls minnesota were in attendance they were up there and i met them and they have requested my my uh presence be at their rodeo um he's gonna have to get a cowboy hat some spurs so and stuff. He, but i'm not going dress. i'm not going to their rodeo because you know where their rodeo is this weekend so I've I'm gonna be in Williston with Max and we'll I'll cross that bridge into the rodeo world as it goes. Um, You've got a lot of big events. It's delayed now until next spring, but uh, he's got the uh, first annual Dirt Weekly Darn TV Lucy's Miniature why is Golf it delayed? Tournament. There's just no time to play it right now. I think she's pretty much closed up now, except on weekends because it's you know fall and it's uh, dark early and. So just the idea came upon a little too late. That's but I super think... super hard to put together this time of year. Yeah, because but we're I think... all we're all at a racetrack on the weekends. But I think next year just we'll just pick a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night or whatever, and and somehow try to come up with some way to sign people up and and uh, go out there and and <laughs> and broadcast the miniature golf tournament. I think it would be awesome. I really do. I think it would be fun. Uh, uh, I don't even know if I'd end up playing if I'm going to walk around with Brandon with a microphone and, and oh, okay, it looks like he's got about a 15-foot putt on here. Let's see if he can make 
you know. As competitive as you are. Maybe I can have a headset and play and announce at the same time. Oh, my. We could do that. I this think that this sounds be. like a production nightmare. Oh, no. You just know you just set up your little table. You're I'm going to have Beck TV or somebody come in for it, and they can produce it. No, 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 no. I think it's going to be great. So, Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, we haven't even discussed if the show is continuing this summer or not, or this winter, excuse me, or well, not. It's, 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 it's pretty gonna tough for me to continue without you. Oh, it's going to continue without me. Okay, so Craig and I are going to bring on guests every week. You got to do Craig's four corner four. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm just going to say. Okay. I didn't know if this was going to be out of the turn for the final time for Craig on out of corner four. Or if we're going to be doing it more this summer or not, we'll. I guess you once mean again, fall that, we and got winter. so we got yeah we got so many things to plan out that we. Yeah, we don't you know. just tell us when you're wanting to be a guest. Guest. Uh, oh no, I would just be a guest. Yeah, no. you never know. It might be Max Beater and Craig and I. Well, okay, I went from kind of quarterback in the deal to where now <laughs> I'm a guest. Well, you said you can't commit, so if well, we if, if well, so you guys let me know what days you want to do it. I'll see if I can commit. Whatever day you're unavailable. <laughs> Out of the turn. Coming down the front straightaway for the final time, or maybe not the final time. Well, um, with that, so you guys call me and want to do this show, and I'm like, what? I mean, you guys are like, <laughs> like amazing what what you guys do, and uh, I'm like to my wife, should I be doing this? And she said, well, you love racing. And you love Larry, which a lot of people question. And Brandon's okay. <laughs> so so we do it. And, you know, obviously, I want to thank you guys. Stretched me way beyond. Um, so we're doing the Dirt Weekly. And then Larry says, what are you going to announce? No, okay, I'll do that. And, you know, Motor Magic at Nodak. I mean, come on. That's like, that's as big as it can get. And then he says, you're going to go do Victory Lane. I'm like, Okay, and then here comes Dalton and Joe and Victory Lane and the big show and Sean Strand. I'm like, is this even happening? I sent I him mean, a text. Uh, was it Saturday morning? I sent him a text saying, well, are you ready to announce at your favorite track that you've had for all these years? Are you ready to announce to the fans at the Nodak Speedway and Motor Magic? Very, very surreal. So I want to thank you guys for giving me such an opportunity and the, obviously the power that you have, Brandon, getting all these opportunities with rodeo, doing different tracks. And then, Larry, you know, you have a lot of power at what you say and, you know, involved in this podcast. And if I could reference a little bit back to our last podcast, we got talking about the food. And um, you mentioned how, I don't even know why you mentioned this, but you mentioned you ate two bowls of Lucky Charms. Oh, for breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. Two bowls of Lucky Charms. And Aislinn Pfeiffer, Karen texted me and said, because of what Larry said, she had to go out and get bowls of Lucky Charms to oh, eat. Oh, man. And so that, that should make you feel very, very proud. Oh, man. Very yeah. proud. However, again, referencing back to our last episode, <laughs> um, AC as well, Bishop Ryan, basketball, using you as an example and a, a leader, she made reference to one of your comments to her basketball team as how practice was going. Uh, coach, this practice is a cluster bleep. And so now oh AC's dealing with two, two no. weeks of uh, in-school suspension and 
she wanted me to thank you for that. <laughs> That's a joke. That last part's a joke. But the Lucky Charms was a complete legit. So, <laughs> well, no, we, uh, you know, we, we just wanted a. You get so in, and you found out now a little bit. You go get so immersed in announcing and what you have to do to make these shows work that sometimes you lose the perspective of the race fan, of what does the race fan think. And that's why I was honest with Brandon saying, you know, me as a race fan, that modified race gets done. I want to go down to the pits. I don't want to wait, you know. So it, we needed a race fan's perspective. And so we both just went, geez, yeah, Craig. Well, you came on as a guest one time and we're like, you did such a good job. Yeah. Why isn't he on here every week? Yeah, we brought so you on. So here you are. Yeah, we brought you on as a, as a, just to get some in, in, perspective of being a and you did such a great job that we figured oh, why don't we just have them on all the time and, and then that graduated into once we found out that you weren't having any trouble with that at all we knew it was time to see if you want to possibly help announce the track when i was it's, short-headed I, I appreciate everything you've done yeah, with absolutely. the dirt weekly and announcing because you've saved our butts or my oh, butt yeah, you absolutely know. um it's it's super surreal how fast it happens I remember my first year on the board, and then I, they handed me the microphone, and I did my first victory lane, and it's like, then snap. You're doing it every week, and I'm up in the booth, and I'm announcing, and you're like, whoa, where did this come from? Where, how did this happen so fast? You know, I'm sure you're feeling some of that, right? Absolutely. You know, um, I was talking to my son, and he's like, do they give you questions for victory lane on what to ask? And I'm like, they probably want me to cut some of that stuff short because, you know, Jason Walla pulls in and I'm like pulling out the pot of coffee and said, let's sit down here and I have a few things to discuss, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it, ha- it happens quick, but it's super cool, you know, and where did the season go? I hate yeah. that it's over. And 2022 is done. Uh, for me, eight years as uh, running the Nodak Speedway is gone. Where did eight years go? Max has his 15th birthday. Don't you stay in, in charge until the banquet and they yeah, have the new vote? Absolutely. October 30th is our is yeah. our awards or our, is our election. But I'm just saying the, the actual race night stuff, like we just had a board meeting last night and we're discussing the banquet and doing this stuff, which I got a couple questions for you afterwards. Um, but, you know, I, I just put it into this perspective. Max turns 15 today. You flash back eight years. You know, he was seven years old when I first got on the board. You know, it's just a surreal, like, to think how much my kids have grown up in the last eight years, where they're at now. and and Coming over on the Mayflower, I've seen, I've seen pretty much it all since when Brendan Grover said that I came over on the Mayflower and with Christopher Columbus. and He's already else. given you grief? He, he said that that for very first night on Friday Whoa. night, he said that I was we coming. We got to have a. Yeah, I was coming from, uh, he goes, and then there was something about, uh. Larry used to write that down on stone tablets or something, didn't you? Oh, he was he was throwing them out all night long. He was, he, was he got comfortable but real fast up there. I can't use the same language, I don't think, on this. But the biggest thing of the weekend is for 25 years, I've been coming to the track. I've missed four nights in 25 years, and I I'm. I just claw, clawing and scratching for everything I can get and trying my hardest, and I finally made it. I got a messenger on Saturday morning that said that I am the worst effing announcer in the history of motorsports. So after 25 years of trying, I 
finally did it. I'm the worst announcer in motorsports. Well, I think we could have told you that. Yeah, but you didn't, though. So now oh. I finally got it reconfirmed. I feel bad. I thought you knew all these years. Oh, man. It was just, it, and it all referenced. It took a big, took a big weight off my shoulders when it, I found It all out. referenced that sport mod feature between Medler and Lodge. Well, I pretty much said that Medler was all in fault and just smashed him, and I don't know what Darren's doing because that's not like him. Yeah, that's what I said. You know, speaking of that, Medler had just an absolutely dynamic season, successful. He had a tough motor magic, that sport mod feature. But what I'm thinking about and asked about it is letting him run with the A mods. What was, that, what was I seeing there? Was that I'm his... not. That was, a, that was a person. That only happened one night, right? Yes. So that was a person taking advantage of something, uh, finding a loophole in the rule, taking advantage of something that we put in place. So what the rule was intended to be, you always have rules, you have the intentions of the rules, and then you have people that twist the intentions of the rules and try to take advantage of them intentions. So the intention was, is if a driver wanted to move up in a class, Kyler Saturn, Eric Laudenschlager, if Eric Laudenschlager wanted to race both his normal sport mod and his A mod, he could with two different cars, Okay. Kyler Saturn, if he wanted to, he had the full ability to bring his hobby stock, race a hobby stock, and a stock car. Now, it was not allowed for somebody, Smalls Meddler, to race a modified and drop down to a sport mod. We were not allowing that. You go up, you don't come down. Does that make sense? Well, we did not write in the rules that you could not use the same car who found a loophole? None other than Darren Medler. Well, he got away with it one night. We didn't stop him the rest of the week, and I think he decided that two races on his car <laughs> in a given night is probably a little much. So, <laughs> And the tons of shame that probably came down on him. I love you, Darren, but that was just a weird deal. Well, and it is what it is. He yeah. found a loophole, and he took advantage of it, and he did it. And, and I know I talked to somebody... And they threw at me right away. I made the comment that night at the racetrack. I said, that's not what we intended. You know, we that's not why we put that rule in place, or that's not why we allowed that rule to happen. And they go, well, why? You let, you let so-and-so do it. He has two different cars. Darren's doing it with one car. But that's our fault. That's my fault. That's our fault as a board. We didn't clarify the rules. And that just tells you, that racers are really good at finding gray area, finding loopholes, finding areas in the rules that they can exploit. It's a big deal, the hop classes. We saw that with Kyler Satron. Um, obviously, Golden Boy in the hobbies brought his new stock out there. It was a little bit of a struggle for him. Um, Darren it's a big Medler, change. Even Brady Biella um, moving from the B mod into the A mod. It took him all year to get comfortable. Yep, but you could definitely see it coming when we were yep. in Williston. It's like he's going to be there, and so I got I got one for you, one final thing. Did you have anything more in the uh, all yours? Oh, uh, what we were we were we were sitting <laughs> at a table last night as a board. We were sitting at a table as a board, and the question was brought up. Nodex Speedway always gives a driver of the year at the end of each year. Who is Craig's twenty twenty two driver of the year? Who's Larry's 2022 driver of the year? Do you want to run down? Are, are you going to break it in classes? or No, just it's pick one, one driver oh in all classes. 
Well, all year long, I've been talking about Darren Medler and Travis Hagan that have been kind of elite and kind of looking the similar. I would have to say it would be between those two for me. Even though Travis wasn't there every night? Does that is that a criteria that you fit in there, Travis not being there every night? I'm just asking. We're just we're just snowballing here. Well, you know, it, right away then I got to think about Sean Strand. Great performance during the Mod Tour. Won the Dakota Speedway Track Championship. Won the Motor Magic Championship. So, man, I mean, I'd have to put some thinking are, on that. Are we just no? Are we just upper? North Dakota here, or are we going all so, around the So, Nodak state? Speedway Driver of the Year is the Driver of the Year at the Nodak Speedway. Okay. What do we look at? You can take into consideration, I mean, in essence, well, you Strand can... was only here a couple times. What they did at other area racetracks, did they win championships? Did they win a bunch of features? Did they perform well at some national events, a.k.a. Boone, whatever? You can talk about that stuff, but the main body of work, you want, you want that to be the, the Nodak Speedway, the main body of work. Um, the names that were thrown out last night were Caden Appelt, seven feature wins in the hobby stock, uh, second in points. Uh, you want to know mine? Huh? Kyler Satrin. And because I'm such a points guy. Yep. And he won Botnell and he could have won Williston and he won Minot. So he won two championships just in this part of the state. Two, so, two feature wins at Nodak. That, I mean, this is all stuff we discussed yeah, last night. I, 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 always, I, look at, I always look at the point championships because I know a lot of drivers don't race for points anymore and they don't care, but I'm sorry. I'm from the generation where points were everything, championships were everything. So for me, uh, it would be Saturn because he won two, and if the scheduling would have been different, he probably would have had three. Yeah, that's a so, very good nominee. Uh, I mean, However, we, our argument on that is Motor Magic's our Super Bowl, right? And so Kyler had a wonderful season, not taking anything away from him. But then Andrew shows up and says, forget it. I'm winning Motor Magic. I'm winning every But Kyler night. didn't even race right, against But he him. wasn't in those cars. He didn't race against And I him. bet he if Kyler – and you, you can't use that. I mean, if Kyler would have known that Motor Magic was going to count towards the driver of the year thing, he probably would have been in his hobby stock, you know. Um, we're basically kind of – you try Motor Magic is Motor Magic. I mean, you can consider it in there if you'd like. But, I mean, we just break it down by class. You just go through class by class. So, in the hobby stocks, you'd say probably and Kyler. Caden with seven feature wins, second in points. Kyler, two wins, two championships. Minot, Botno, you know. Modifieds, Hagen. Hagen with multiple. Well, Hagen at one time, didn't he win like eight out of eight between yeah. Williston and Minot? Pfeiffer towards the end of the year. Yeah. Maybe. But Hagen didn't win the track championship. Tomlinson did. Yeah. Right. So, you take that. Then you look at the stock cars, you know. Will Shiresky, does he deserve to be up there? Uh, for Nodak, yeah, yeah. But didn't really race too many other places except Underwood, maybe. Did, Correct. Was he ever, yep. and I don't think he was ever in Williston. Not that know. we're considering. We're Like I said, the, the, well, right, you're talking about 75% the Nodak of the body yeah. of work has to be at the Nodak Speedway. You yeah. can use some of the peripheral stuff. You know, to kind of help your your. Here, here's the problem. Sport mods, I think it would have been Eric, Darren. but you know the suspension kind of hurts. Yep, the, Darren Medler. The problem it, it's very difficult to do, and that's what makes Nodak great, and that's why there's three potentially uh, Nodak guys in the top five at the Super Nationals. A lot of talent, a lot of great guys, a lot of and dedication. Then one that gets forgot about all the time. What about Aiden Wagner? Why wouldn't he be considered? He wins how many three features this year out of seven? Another points championship, two in a row. And then you look at some of his body of work away. 
you know, from racing, gives all his winnings to the kid for the oh, cause. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing that I'd look against that is the amount of cars in an A main for those guys, and that. that well, then I you think, discount. Uh, we looked it up. This was all discussions last but night. There's this three. Was, there's. Oh, go ahead. Uh, they averaged, I think, uh, 0.9 cars less, or you're not even a full car less per night than stock cars. Stock car car okay. count was way low this summer too. At least three or four of them are driving around at 20 miles an hour. I hear you. Uh, the, I hear the, you. The talent level. Oh, no, I'm not. Yep. The, the talent level's not even close to the guys that Saturn has to beat compared to who Aiden Wagner had to beat. Uh, not even close. So, I mean, there's so many different things. You can. I'm not taking it. Oh, absolutely. Aiden, it's, but but the, this is the fun discussions. This is the hard part. We were there till after 10 o'clock last night trying to hammer down this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun things that we get to do as a board. You got to hammer down these these end of year awards and every every year I always picked out a most improved in all classes. And this who's year, your most improved? Because we talked about this last this night year. Too. I didn't uh, I I didn't get a chance to say them. You know, but uh, well, the hobby stock most improved sitting right here. I, uh, no, I I think it's Max. He's I, knocking on the door of an A main. How many times? Uh, yeah, he at, just. Oh yeah, I know who he's talking about, but re- he's rookie Max. You know, he's well, talking about Grinstead fifty one X. He was a rookie tr- too. He was trying to give you the fifty one. Oh, I think uh, I think Max uh, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, or from yeah. last year. to I guess this I never year, really I mean, noticed what Grinstead was doing earlier in the year. I just knew there was two fifty ones out there that were messing me up. I'm looking but forward to see what Max I guess can maybe do. Maybe I watch Max a little closer, but. For what he did this year and where he was running at, I, I don't think there's very many See, I got a curveball on that, too, because this was brought up. Why wouldn't uh, Kyler Saturn be involved in the in the, in the the most improved from where he went last year? Oh, Came out of nowhere this year and won two features, won a championship, championship up in Botno. Yeah. That, that's, in my oh, mind, yeah, like a time. most improved. Like, not only is he a champion, he showed some serious improvement. And yeah. we've talked about it several times on the show. And Jay, we talked about Jay Robinson Lofman. already. Jay Loafman. Loafman. Yep, Jay Loafman. What an improvement by Jay Loafman. Exactly. Look at this. So we've only made one class. We're already in an hour and a half, and we probably should wrap this up. But Yeah, Loafman's, uh, um, boy, did he come out of nowhere this year. Yeah. Look, we're – Okay. This could have been a whole show, couldn't it have? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I can't it, believe Corner like... 4 only had one comment. Well, we went an hour and a half. I, I, I had to pull pull the reins back a little bit. Well, it sounds like we'll be back. Are you busy next week? Uh, well, I'm busy every Friday and Saturday night now. Um, Monday through Thursday is always questionable, depending on what's going on. Next week, we're putting ice in the Eck rink, so I don't know if I'm going to be done at 6 o'clock. Do I need to come there and just throw the hose in there and turn it on? Is that No, we don't do that. Turn the ice on? No, you, you, so can, if we show you up, go and do that in Williston and Botno, where they love to do that. We'll take care of our ice the right if way. You, uh, if Craig and I show up to the old Mesa with the with the suitcase and the soundboard, and we sit down in the in the arena there. and We've got a nice, quiet conference room we can have it in. <laughs> But uh, you guys need to show up at some hockey. You, especially you. He's not even close to being a hockey fan. He's He comes once in a while. I do need to get into where hockey. Do we, need, where do we want to – do you want to go to one? You, when do the, the Toros start you playing? Today. They just lost in Blaine, Minnesota today. Uh, Regular season started today? Yep. 
they all met, the whole league met in Blaine, Minnesota, and you play four straight days against teams you'll never see again the rest of the year. It's kind of like jump start. They got beat 7-3 to three today. They play tomorrow morning at 11. But uh, they play at home the following weekend. This weekend is I'm missing a Minot State game on Saturday. I heard Minot State games are fun. Yeah, I'm missing a Minot State game, which didn't go over very well to go to Williston. And what then, do you what do you do for Minot State? Are you the MC or just no? The ice I guy? run the run the crew, and we're so shorthanded. We're like everybody else. We can't find people that take me out of the picture on a game. So what night. is it? Never mind. But anyway, uh, um, the Toros open up at home next weekend. This weekend, coming weekend, Minot State opens up at home against Briarcrest. So it's it's rolling now, and we put the third rink in next week, and then we're going really strong. So. But we'll decide, uh, so we will be back. There will be more Corner 4 with Craig, folks, so it's just going to be a slight delay. And we've got the special broadcast coming from uh, Williston this weekend as we're going to dive into this racing schedule situation a little bit with Travis Hagen and maybe a couple more guys, Jorn boys, whoever else we can find. So so for Craig Heipel and Brandon Beater, uh, you've been bored for an hour and a half. It's time to go and get a couple of bowls of Lucky Charms and call it a night. I'm Larry McFall. You folks have a great uh, weekend, come out to the roundup. It'll be awesome.